What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast. I am your host for this podcast, at Ombre Vendor. My name's Billy. It's nice to have you here. We're uh, diving into week eight. <clears throat> kind of coming off of a, eh, some people call it a boring weekend. Um, Iowa gets upset by Purdue. Um, I, I feel like we all kind of thought that might happen. Purdue's got a lot of talent. Um, and it was on display. David Bell went off. George Karloftis, who is also somebody that we've been paying attention to, also went off. Um, couple of bit, couple of good names. Iowa. I gotta say they were frauds, but it was kind of one of those things where the Big Ten. I think we're we're still looking at Ohio State, possibly Michigan State, possibly Michigan, and Iowa's kind of was always just down there and they were kind of just waiting to get bit we didn't i don't know if we knew it was going to happen this early but purdue was definitely a test that they were going to have to overcome i attended the oklahoma versus tcu game this weekend got to see caleb williams in person and let me tell you he is everything that he is billed to be he was incredible the entire game he is must-see tv if you ever have an opportunity to watch an Oklahoma football game, this kid is the real deal. Uh, I Spencer Rattler's not getting that job back as long as this kid's healthy. He's built like a tank, but he can still run. You know, he was – everybody saw that 41-yard run probably on Center or whatever. He was carving up that defense, looked great. He's got poise. He's a team captain, like he – not just like – see on his chest like he's legitimately talking to the defense talking to special teams talking to like of course the offense um that he plays with he looked the part so i'm sold the kid's good that's a number one overall draft pick i don't i'm trying to figure out his eligibility i cannot figure out if since he will have been there for three years for in 2023 if he's available for that draft or he's gonna have to wait another year um definitely not this draft 2022 which is what we're going to talk about today um i kind of have some new names that i wanted to throw out there i kind of have been 
slipping on adding new names to my list. I've kind of been just like hyper-focused on the guys that I've liked from the beginning of the season. And I've kind of, you know, not really added the new names into the list. So I kind of just wanted to get everybody up to speed because if you're like me, you kind of need to, we, we all need to start honing this stuff in. Um, I've been reading through all these mock drafts. Most of them get updated every week because obviously the draft order changes weekly with the NFL schedule. So um, I just wanted to throw out a couple couple new names that I think we should pay attention to. I'm not overly excited about a couple of them, but I still think it's best that we look at it, see what it looks like, and go from there. So the first name I wanted to add to, to the list was Tanner McKee from Stanford. Um, he's quarterback. We've kind of mentioned him a couple of times. Well, I haven't mentioned him, but I've mentioned Stanford as they've upset uh, USC, uh, Oregon, and he looks good right now. I have him. So my list right now is cause I've had to move Rattler down because I just simply don't see him going ahead of Malik Willis. Who's number one and will remain number one for the, this is the only QB from this draft that I would feel comfortable taking. Um, Matt Corral, a little bit of a gamble. He's number two for me. Sam Howell is number three. I, I realize now that now that he's found Josh Downs, kind of the guy he trusts, he needs to be taken higher than Spencer Rattler. He just he has everything that you want. I I don't I don't love him. I'm not gonna say he's you know Matt Corral and Sam Howell are gonna be lucky to get into the top ten at this point. And at this point, I don't see that it happening. Malik Willis is the only one I think could really make a case to get into the top ten of the draft. Um, and even that, I don't think it's going to go into, he's going to go into like eight or so. So if you need a quarterback this year, if you're an NFL team, I'm sure that you can trade down if need be. So Leak Willis, number one from Liberty. Um, by the way, the 20th, 21st ranked rusher in college football this year, Malik Willis, by the way. So he's not just doing it through the air. If that, if that lets you know, he would also be the 21st running back in yard in terms of yards on the season. So I should just tell you how dangerous he is with his legs as well. So Malik Willis, number one. Matt Corral, number two. Sam Howell, number three from North Carolina. And then I have Tanner McKee, number four. So the thing I do like about Tanner McKee is he can make big-time throws. And it it didn't really show itself going into the season. Beginning of the season, it was kind of like, don't really know where we're at. But as the season's progressed, he's really shown what kind of arm he has. And I think that that's a very good thing going forward and something that you can actually build on as, you know, from a team that could potentially take him in the first round. Number five, I have Spencer Rattler still from Oklahoma. I still think he's a first round talent. Um, I think that he is a pocket passer and you're just going to have to build that or, you know, you're just going to have to know that going in. He can scramble if it's required but it's not something that he, you know, he's not going to take off for 30 yards. He might, but he's not, he does, you know, you don't want that to be the thing that he's wanting to do. You need to keep him in the pocket. And if he, you know, we see Tom Brady every now and then. I don't want to compare him to Tom Brady. He's not as good as Tom Brady. But when Tom Brady has to scramble, it's always that like, like plodding 15 yard run to the sideline when the pocket collapses. So, I think that's what you're going to use Spencer Rattler at. I just don't think Oklahoma is the place to go. I for place for him. I think it was just a bad marriage, and that's and that's okay. You know what? 
sometimes when a bad marriage happens, you get divorced and everything ends up okay. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, a bad thing getting benched and having to, you know, get lose your job as a starting quarterback. It's okay. Caleb Williams fits the system more. That's fine. Moving on. Number six, I've got Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have not paid a lot a lot of attention to ACC football this year outside of uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina. Um, but Kenny Pickett, he's been he's been getting a lot of buzz around draft circles. So I could definitely see him sneaking up there. Number seven right now is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I the the problem is he's he's not putting up the stats. He's not doing those types of things that people really like getting enamored with. Um, I'm sure he's going to test well, and that'll probably help him out a lot. But right now, he's just not getting the love, and I think he's going to fall into the second round, unfortunately. And that kind of sucks because I like Desmond Ritter because I think he's got a lot of heart to him. And I think that they're winning mainly because of their defense They're keep is keeping them at bay, and then the offense just has to do enough. And they've had a few blowout games this season. He's not looked bad at any point in time. He's just, you know, you, you're missing that one quality about him. Um, and then eight is Carson Strong. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like Carson Strong. The kid, can't, the kid, it's a statue, an absolute statue. He has no rushing upside at all. He's still negative in rushing yards for the entire year. It's which is worse than Rattler. I mean, if 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 you're scared of Rattler being a statue in the pocket, Carson Strong is worse worse than that and i think rattler can make better throws than carson strong i think he at least can make the check down decision whereas carson strong is a little bit more raw and i don't really see what everybody else sees in him i just don't i've watched two nevada games and i thought okay he looks good not great though and so that's why he's number eight on my list for quarterbacks um got Two new running backs I wanted to throw into the mix. I won't go down the whole list. Isaiah Spiller's number one still. But Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Now, he leads the NCAA in rushing currently. He has almost 1,000 yards already, uh, which is impressive because we're only about halfway through the season, so he could definitely get those numbers jacked up. Michigan State's undefeated. They've had a good season so far. They haven't really won any games that really get me excited yet, but at the same time, they're getting it done with Kenneth Walker, and he at least looks good. I, I, I've I've watched him run. I will agree. I think he could be the first running back taken, but I still think it's Isaiah Spiller because, as I, I said last week, even with Duchesne's, and a lot of people blush when I say it, Isaiah Spiller reminds me of Nick Chubb, or at least like Nick Chubb light. And I think that that's the kind of running back that I would target if I was a, a GM, and I think that <clears> – <throat> If a running back was going to go in the first round, which there very well might not be one that goes this year, Isaiah Spiller will be that guy. So I still think Duchesne said he would take a defensive player over running back in drafts and, and IDP drafts. Ooh, man, <laughs> that that takes a little spicy even for me. But I could I could agree with it, especially if Isaiah Spiller ends up in a bad spot. I mean, I could definitely see that. So Kenneth Walker is number three. I think we're looking at the second round here, which, you know, a lot of good running backs went in the second round. So there's nothing really to, to hate on there. Um, and then Jerion Ely from Ole Miss, he's currently hurt. He is going to be in the top 
five running backs taken. I've kind of come around to that now. Um, I've moved Kyron Williams down. He's just not a good runner. And I, I don't think that it kind of reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Kylan Hill <clears throat> who went to Green Bay in the draft where Kylan Hill was really like useful in college. And he was really somebody that they could count on to get like a, the big plays to happen. And Kyron Williams is that for Notre Dame, but his rushing numbers aren't very good. And if you want to be a useful running back, you can't just be a pass catcher. I get it. PPR leagues. That's a very important skill. It's a very good thing to have. There have been plenty of PPR running backs that are just pass catchers, not really big runners. Uh, Tariq Cohen comes to mind. And, I think that's kind of just what you're looking at here. And it's going to mean that he's going to go have to go somewhere where that is something that, you know, somewhere like Oakland or something like that, where he just spells Josh Jacobs with the passing down work or like Naheem Hines, like how they use him in Indianapolis, something to that effect, which again, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that, you know, he's probably going to end up somewhere good. Uh, you know, um, still have Isaiah Spiller one, Brees Hall two, and Zach Charbonnet is number four now. Um, I've kicked both OU quarter or running backs off. Kind of liking Kennedy Brooks a little bit more now. Um, but I don't know. I, I still need to see more. Eric Gray is just a non-factor, and I if I was Eric Gray, I might see if I could stay another year at OU. But we'll see what happens. On to wide receivers. So there's only one new name here. Um and his name's Jamison Williams from Alabama. If you have not been, been able to catch an Alabama game this year, he's good. <laughs> he is he's really made uh Bryce Young look really good. He's making all these catches out of nowhere and he's he's special. I mean, the kid's just special. Um a lot of people have Jamison Williams going in the first round. I think I think the Alabama pedigree could get him up there. And I've seen I'm not seeing a lot of Drake London in the first round, which I'm super surprised at. He's six five, can make every catch you ask him to. You know, a lot of times with these big guys, like I was really enamored with uh, a couple years ago, Hakeem Butler from Iowa State, and I really liked him in college because he was a big target, and you know he'd have he, I think he had like 1,300 yards, something like that. But this this guy's just he's different, you know. Like it's it's a different kind of six five. It's more of a you know a useful six five. And so I think Drake London still goes in the first round. And I think in your drafts when you're looking at like I think he's gonna end up going probably in the real draft like third round or something and real, or second round something really stupid. And you're gonna be able to get him in the second round of your uh, rookie drafts. Because simply nobody's paying attention. And this is one of those guys where I think because, for instance, I think Chris Olave is going to go in the first round. But I don't think that he is as good as Drake London. And obviously we're still going to base this on where they get, where their landing spot is. But Drake London can hit the field immediately. He plays like an NFL player right now. And you give him even a modicum of a good quarterback. I mean, that that's... Uh, I. Drake London, good player. think he'll end up there. Um, but as far as wide receivers go, the list is pretty solid. Jamison Williams is just my next guy up. Um, 
I think because he goes to Alabama that a lot of people are a lot of eyes are going to be on him. Um, so, and already, you know, he's just a big play monster. The man can cut, catch everything that you need him to do. So really important player for them. We'll be interested to see when we get closer to draft time, what he looks like. Cause nobody really knew of him coming into the season. So we'll kind of see what, they got um as far as tight ends go i've kind of shored up the list a little bit tight ends have been really weird this year um going into the season we kind of thought jalen wiedermeyer from texas a&m was going to be the next like oh he's going to get drafted high though it could potentially be kyle pitts well i don't see a kyle pitts in this draft unfortunately so number one right now for me is a newbie trey mcbride from colorado state obviously not a flashy place to play but he's never dropped a ball in his entire life, and he's very good at run blocking. And those are two things that you need to be able to do as a tight end, and I think that that will make him the most useful tight end in the draft. So my number one is Trey McBride, two, Jalen Wiedermeyer, three, Isaiah Likely. I've been in and out on Isaiah Likely, but he's the best weapon on Coastal Carolina. They're currently undefeated. Um, it's, it's just the best weapon that Coastal Carolina has, and – I, I, he is one of the main pieces and reasons that they are that high. So Coastal Carolina, I don't, I think Isaiah likely will be good. Jaleel Billingsley from Alabama is next on that list. He's had up and down games, sat out the beginning of the season because Nick Saban was kind of upset with him. Um, number five is Cade Otten from Washington. And then six is Charlie Kolar from Iowa State, and I don't know what the hell happened to Charlie Kolar in the offseason, but he just doesn't look the same. And it's a shame. He could have come out last season. He went. To, he chose to go back. Him and Brees Hall both chose to go back to Iowa State to try to win a title this year, and it's just simply not going to happen. Iowa State doesn't look very good, and I don't. I, they're not a top three team in the Big 12. Um, I think Texas is going to beat them. And, I, I mean, there's a chance Iowa State – you know, reaches up and smacks OU or Oklahoma State. It's possible. Don't rule anything out. Not likely, but it's possible. And unfortunately, Charlie Kolar's kind of just fallen by the wayside. It just hasn't really, I don't know, hasn't really, nothing's really progressed there to where I would think that they're going to end up. Brock Purdy is not what he was billed to be after two years ago. He was going to be a top you know, a top QB draft pick. I don't, I don't think he, I think he's working his way into day three now, which kind of sucks for them, but Hey, we move on. All right, let's go to the defense real quick. There's a couple new names that I think are important to pay attention to. So I added Aiden Hutchinson last week. I'm not sold on Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. So I've been reading a lot of mock drafts and some of them have him in the top 10 draft pick. I get it. I get why you would think he might be there because he is the very important piece on the Michigan defense. I don't see it though. <laughs> I just don't because I think there's players better than him. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, obvious, obvious number one, maybe the number one overall pick. Drake Jackson from USC. He is a monster. And I have slept on the USC defense because I've been so hyper-focused on the offense with Drake London that I haven't really fully had been paying attention to Drake Jackson on the defense. Defensive end, 
He looks good. I, I Drake Jackson's got my vote. I think he's a top ten draft pick. My number three is Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. I just think three for three hundred pounds, he moves through defenses like butter, and I think it's a very important piece to a team because defensive tackle. You know, you want a good one, and I think Jordan Davis can be that. Um, George Karloftis, we kind of saw what he did this weekend against Iowa. He was all over the place, and that Purdue defense is looks really good, and he's a big major part of that. DeMarvin Leal has kind of – the Texas A&M defense is good. It's not necessarily because of DeMarvin Leal. So going into the season, I thought he might be a top-ten draft pick. Back half of the first round, somewhere in the 20s, I think. Um, and then Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma. I, I've i been loving me some Perion Winfrey lately. So I think as the season goes on, you're probably going to see more and more from him. And I think that that is going to be important. Linebacker. What a shit show of a position, by the way. This, they're... I have not read a mock. I've read two mocks where Christian Harris from Alabama is a like top 15 draft pick. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. Um, I think that that is just name recognition alone from Alabama and what Christian Harris was supposed to be. I don't see it. This is not a good year for linebackers. It really isn't. And hopefully if you needed one going in, hopefully you got one last year because there was a lot that went last year. And this year just doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same batch. I think Nicobe Dean's the best. Um, he he is as small as a running back, but he plays like a linebacker, and I think that is going to be really interesting to see at the next level because you don't really see linebackers that are that small. Um, and then Adam Anderson is currently still a defensive end. Um, that's what he's listed as. I think he converts to linebacker. He's six five, and I think he could be really good, but. Until I know that's going to happen for sure, I can't even really put him in the linebackers because it's not the position he plays. So, last but not least, defensive backs, it's still Kyle Hamilton. It'll always be Kyle Hamilton, and it will forever be Kyle Hamilton. As far as IDP drafts go, you're going to want you some Kyle Hamilton. Uh, he He's so good, and he's going to be a top draft pick. He's, they're going to use him exactly how you think they would use a safety of his stature. I, I'm in love with that kid. He, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm in love with what he can do on the field. And I really think it's somebody that could go top two. I mean, honestly, Detroit, if they had number two pick, I could see him taking Kyle Hamilton. Um, I could see he kind of would just fit into any team right now. Any team could use that kind of a safety. So, after that, we got Derek Stingley. Jury's out. <laughs> Coach O got fired, and Derek Stingley's sitting out the season for a foot procedure. Don't know if see things don't seem to be going well at LSU. Let's just put it that way. Um, Kyrie Elam from Florida. That's a cornerback. Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. That's a cornerback. Both guys probably going to go in the top ten to twelve. Uh, Lewis Seen from Georgia. It's a safety. I think he's really good. And then cornerback Ahmad Gardner is the new one from Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense is really good. And as Cincinnati sits at number two in the country, their defense is the main reason they're getting that done, I think. So I could definitely see Ahmad Gardner working his way up into the top. 
problem, cornerbacks. Not really that useful for fantasy. So Kyle Hamilton, Lewis Seen, those might be your only real options here. We'll have to kind of see what what situation, you know, that leads to, you know. So <clears throat> that's where we stand in the rankings now. Just a couple new names. I just kind of wanted to let everybody know that there was new additions. I have been paying attention. I'm not just like hyper-focused on the only – I keep saying hyper-focused, but I have literally only been following the guys that I have been follow, or I have wanted to follow thus far, and I hadn't adjusted. So I just wanted to get that out now that I have adjusted. And we're going to learn more about them as the weeks go on. So some of the interesting games for this weekend, I'm not going to lie to you, not a ton, not a great weekend. Notre Dame plays USC, which is always kind of a fun game. Uh, USC could definitely, definitely beat Notre Dame. Could be fun. Drake Jackson, Drake London, Kyron Williams, and uh, Kyle Hamilton on the other side. Could be a fun game. Definitely something I am interested in. Uh, For all the Debbie people out there, I still think you're obviously in the boat for uh, Travion Henderson. And I think you need to add, and obviously be John Robinson. I, I don't think you can sell enough picks. If you can guarantee yourself the 2023 number one overall pick, you're going to want you some B. John Robinson. So I would definitely be paying attention to him. Um, also, I think Caleb Williams, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. If you had Rattler and you were really banking on that going forward, I feel bad because, no, it's not going to be him any longer. Um, another interesting game from this weekend, kind of just, I'm kind of just all over the place. So just bear with me. Uh, Clemson versus Pittsburgh. Very interesting. Clemson's defense is really good. And I had just mentioned that Kenny Pickett was a potential draft pick that could go in the first round, maybe second round. So I think that's a game to pay attention to at least because, um, if you haven't really watched any Kenny Pickett going forward, well, I'll be on ESPN, and it'll be a good game to watch, I think. Um, as far as the other like top teams, Oklahoma plays Kansas. If you have not seen Caleb Williams yet, I would highly recommend it. The spread is 38-and-a-half, which is insane for a college football spread, but I don't – you know, we'll see. I, I don't personally – I would not bet that OU covers that spread because that seems like a lot, but – you know, I'm, you know, would be happy if it happens. So um, as far as other games go, Oregon plays UCLA. That could be interesting. Oklahoma State plays Iowa State. Iowa State's going to get somebody. Iowa State's currently favored in the game against, you know, Iowa State, who's unranked, is favored to beat number eight in the country, Oklahoma State. Just going to let that sink in to all of the people out there because, you know, there's a certain number of people that think that Oklahoma State's a bunch of frauds. And sometimes you just can't really disagree with <laughs> that. Um, Oklahoma State does have an interesting running back. I did want to mention that, by the way. They did upset Texas last week, and it was on the back of Jalen Warren, who is a senior there at Oklahoma State. Uh, the kid 
looks good. He can get you all the yards that you want to. Kind of a late draft pick, I'm sure, but he definitely looked good. So somebody to pay attention to. Um, As far as everybody else goes, Malik Willis, if you haven't had, you know, it's kind of you just, if you are interested in the draft, now is when you can start paying attention to guys that are actually going to go high. We've kind of whittled out. I mean, if you want to watch Kenny Pickett for the first time, because even I'm, you know, haven't really been paying attention to him, but against Clemson, I'm definitely going to be paying attention. But if you haven't gotten a chance to watch Malik Willis or Matt Corral or Sam Howell, like, you know, time to start getting, time to start getting your, uh, your GM hats on in dynasty. I already have, I am going to start wheeling and dealing for picks because there's a couple of these guys, Garrett Wilson, (laughs) that I definitely want on my teams for next year. So if you can get into that top three, and if this is obviously if you do a ordinary rookie draft, um, Isaiah Spiller, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, if he ends up at a good place. I think Isaiah Spiller, it doesn't matter where he ends up. I think he's going to end up somewhere where they need a running back, and I think he will be useful day one. Garrett Wilson is going to be de- like, I'm man. I am just thinking of Garrett Wilson in a Packer. Un- well, if, if Aaron Rodgers stays, just imagine him in a Packer uniform. Imagine him in a Kansas City uniform. I just like, I like these are the things that are just like getting me excited about some of these guys, like Traylon Burks. Can you imagine him with Pat Mahomes? Traylon Burks, 6'3, 220. He is going to muscle the hell out of anybody that he goes up against. So I'm just really excited for this draft class, especially the wide receiver position. Running backs are starting to grow on me. I faded him last week. I'm back on, I'm a little bit back on board this week. We'll see. It's probably going to flip flop about 30 more times before we actually get to the draft. Um, But quarterbacks, I am pretty well all out on. If you get Malik Willis, um, that's probably your best bet as far as fantasy goes. The rest of these guys, I don't really see their path to playing immediately. It might happen, but I doubt it. Um, there's a big rumored trade for Deshaun Watson to go to Miami, Tua to go to Washington, which if that was to end up happening, obviously this is a rumor being recorded on Wednesday, the 20th of October. If that was to go down, um, that would kind of throw everybody for a loop because that's a team that needs a quarterback and Washington would no longer, you know, need to get Malik Willis. So it's like, where would Malik Willis go? Don't know. Maybe Houston. Houston needs a quarterback. Davis Mills is not the answer. So going to have to play musical chairs in the off season, see who needs a quarterback, see who doesn't need a quarterback, but um, defense, if you're in an IDP league, this is going to be a this is IDP players wet dream. This this draft. Like it's going to be so defensive heavy in the top 10. And for most actually most of the first round is going to be defensive heavy. And so if you're paying attention to, you know, you can get some good IDP players out of this. I think good Kayvon Thibodeau looks like Miles Garrett. If you want a fresh Miles Garrett on your team, he's going to go in this draft, probably one or two. So all i got for you this week go enjoy some college football i'm not gonna lie to you the slate's not very good this week and that's okay because we still love the sport anyway and you never know what can happen week to week iowa went in last week number two they lose to an unranked purdue team anything can happen that's why we love it 
college football. So follow at the IDP Army. Follow at Umbre Vendor on Twitter. Get in the Discord. Follow at IDP Army on TikTok. Start following, firing up more college football-related TikToks as the year goes on. I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.